Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you this morning. Well, it's we're, I think we're back to normal here. We've got an old-fashioned earnings parade, so that'll be the theme of today's show. A number of earnings on our radar. Uber, Roku, Zillow, EA, just to name a few. Peloton will cover as many of them as we can. We, of course, have a jobs number at 8.30, so that's on our radar as well. Jason Rasnick is our guest. He will join us at 8.30. 48, 45, somewhere in that window to wrap up the week. I'm sure he'll want to tell, uh, talk to us about um, his picks that worked this week. Uh, and yeah, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, show us your love. We appreciate that. Joel, I haven't looked at the futures since I sat down at my desk about an hour ago. So uh, how are we doing here? Not good, Spencer. Not good at all. Uh, we're down 37 and a quarter handles. A little bit of a choppy session last night. Got a little bit above the close and then the getting nervous over the election results went down to 34 56 75 and a uh, little bit of a rebound we'll talk more about the technicals a little bit later on uh crude giving it back uh crude's down a buck oh eight at 37.71 uh gold gold's up 560 at 1952.40 gold looking good here finally got away from that 1900 silver Nearing 26 here, up 58 cents at uh, 25.77. And the cryptocurrency crossed 16,000 last night, got to 16,155, up by $320 at 15.595. That's Bitcoin. Triple D, I, you know, I saw you on the pre pre market show. You looked, you looked focused. You're, I was a little concerned, but you I'm tired. The tired. focus isn't there. It's actually been a very long week. There's been a lot of trading. I feel like I traded two weeks in this one week, which I probably did being up as late as I was and trading. It's been a long week. I need a weekend. I'll tell you that much. Are you going to go? Maybe to we that? all need a weekend after this week. Are you going to go to, uh, you going to go to eight o'clock tonight or are you going to knock it off early a little uh, bit? It depends if there's movement. I might, I usually, I usually quit around five thirty, six o'clock on Friday nights. So you, know, you got to quit at some time. Right. So, but the volatility was so, and been so wild that I've been trading, you know, later on the Friday nights. So hoping that will calm down tonight and hopefully, um, I can actually get some rest and need some rest this weekend. And actually it's, uh, it's good. You don't trade Bitcoin. Because... Yeah, because then I'd be 24 hours. So I just <laughs> need to stop talking about it because if I yeah. eventually start trading that, uh, my wife is not going to be. Pleased. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got some bad news. I'm just trading 24 hours a day now. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not going to do anything else except trade. So not All sure right. how we're going to deal with that, but we're going to have to find a way. 
Spencer, we're gonna uh, we got a lot of earnings. We got Raz on at eight forty five. Oh, Spencer, did you ever reach out to the election trader guy? I I forgot to ask. Yes, you. Mike. Uh, he looks like we're, we're gonna get Mike on this show Monday or Tuesday. Okay, good. Uh, he's, yep. he's probably in a fast market there, but uh, yeah. we'll let we'll, we'll let you uh, we'll let you start out with the uh, earnings oh. after. After wow. the close. Okay. Where should I start? I want to start with Roku here just because it was it was the headliner uh, sure. for me personally and streaming. Uh, you own it? No, 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 no. But oh. and, and it's not it's not the most volatile of the stocks earning stocks this morning, but I, I mean it was really wild last night. For, for my money, it was kind of the biggest name last night. So I'll yeah. keep the numbers here uh, on Roku here. The nine nine cents EPS is what the number was uh, last quarter versus a forty cent loss estimate sales of four hundred and fifty one versus three hundred and sixty six million dollars uh, total uh, active users uh, forty six million for the quarter year over year uh they actually guided year over year sales growth in the mid 40 percent range uh that was above estimates there and what else did they say video advertising grew uh 90 percent uh, it, it was a good quarter for roku how do they make more money than so so okay i have a roku i also bought a roku for my parents so two rokus yeah. i spent like 40 bucks each so they got that initial sale how the hell do they make money going forward? Because I've never paid them another dime yet. I use them and I watch their Roku TV too. They have my parents watch. They got some good old shows on there. They're getting some content on even on their Roku TV. But I mean, I use it to stream Disney Plus. I use it to stream Netflix. That's all I use it for. How do they make money on me once I've already bought my Roku? I know that you got to give your credit card, but I never buy anything. Like I'm not sure why I would buy anything there. So Roku is, is just a platform, right? It's, it's just, it's just pipes. It's, I know. Right. So, so I'm saying once I make my initial purchase, like right. once everybody has a Roku, let's just say hypothetically, everybody buys Roku and we know there's other ways to stream, but they buy all the Rokus. Right. What then? So how so, are they planning on like, like the Netflix model where they're going to get money from me every month? So Disney plus getting ways. money from me every month. They don't get any extra money from me. Well, there are a few ways that they get money from you. Uh, one, if you sign up for any streaming service, Netflix, for example, through Roku, they get a cut of that. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Uh, that's so. one. That's one. Okay. So that Second helps. Thing, the thing that Roku has that like Apple TV and Amazon do not have is Roku actually has ad revenue. Like you have, like there's the Roku channel. There's advertising on, on the Roku platform. A little bit of ads. Right. That, that, and the, the other um, uh, like, streaming pipes right apple tv doesn't have that amazon video doesn't doesn't have that uh so uh th th that that makes roku unique um so there's the ads there's the subscriptions through the roku platform uh and i think those are their main revenue drivers okay because i i just know like i'm a customer i've bought two rokus i spent forty dollars and forty dollars and that's nice of them to get 80 bucks from me but i just don't see them getting very much money from me going for it so maybe indirectly they're getting that cut into the netflix maybe indirectly they're getting a little bit of uh, revenue stream i'm just trying to look and say is this like you know the best environment that they could ever get i mean the company's worth 27 well, billion I, I dollars clarify, right now they get a cut of any subscription that you do you make through roku like if you already have netflix and you're not roku doesn't see a dime of that but if you get a roku and then pay for your netflix through your roku which you can do yeah then, then they get a cut of all that and that's for that goes for every service right and they have so, a little bit of content on there i just wonder eventually if they shouldn't yeah. you know really start to try to get into the content you know making content and then actually charging for hey our roku you know pr 
premium service gets you some cool content. I don't know if they should, if they should go there eventually. It's a really expensive game to get into that eventually. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. I mean, the Roku buzz still is driving it, but you know, what, what's the earnings on this company? Are they making money yet? I I think they surprised people. They made money. The content thing is really expensive. So yeah. So there you go. Yep. I just worry that this is eventually TiVo. I'm not, I've said that before, you know, and obviously it's continuing to go up and COVID has driven this, but you know, it's the pipes and the pipes eventually everybody's got the pipes and then where you going from there. So that's what I worry about. Something else they said, uh, 14.8 billion streaming hours, like hours spent on the platform, 14.8 billion. That was up 54% on a year over year basis. I'm on it. My kids are on it all the time on the Roku, but they're on Disney plus or Netflix, you know, through Roku. doesn't matter. So, I mean, so if they're getting a little bit of money extra indirectly from there, that's going to help them. But I don't pay for my Disney Plus. I pay directly to Disney. So I'm not subscribing it through Roku. So I'm still wondering if they get anything except maybe they throw an ad at my... I don't even know how they throw an ad at my kids, though, because they just go on Roku, boom, and they hit the Disney Plus app right away. I mean, they're not looking at anything on Roku. Like, there's no... Like, they're not getting ad revenue by my kids watching disney plus no no no. but the roku channel which people watch is if you watch the roku channel that's supported so again it's all about it's uh, it's all about the tvs it's all about getting the roku box built into the tvs right because that's that's the biggest part of their business and then from there after you already have the the roku like you said dennis it's about the ads and it's about the cuts of subscriptions anyway that's enough about roku's fundamentals Uh, well it's important to investors who are looking and thinking this is the future I, I would much rather be in, you know, a Netflix and not saying, you know, from a valuation perspective, I just look at this and think it's just the pipes. Once everybody's got the pipes and that's what people have been doing in the last six months is like, if you weren't streaming before COVID, you got streaming in the last six months. This environment has been awesome for them. This has been, is it as good as it gets? Is, you know, remember that movie? Is this as good as it gets? That's I remember what when I you worry bought about that Roku. Roku. I remember when you bought that Roku. We were yeah, it was like a year ago. We were flying to New York. Yeah, and, and I was got, yeah, yeah, yep. and I and I had an Apple TV that I had right. Netflix on, but the Apple TV didn't have Disney Plus, and I was like, "Well, I want to stream Disney Plus." So right, I went right. into Best Buy. And he's like, "Oh, just buy Roku." Thirty-seven dollars later, I got Disney Plus. So I was like, "It's the best way to do it." So and even All my right. smart TV, even my smart TV didn't have the Disney Plus app. So I literally bought Roku, Roku a Roku, that. just yep. to get Disney Plus. For full disclosure, I don't have a Roku. Uh, anyways, I'm going to throw out the high, throw out the low here. Cause that was some pretty whippy action. I don't know if you'll see either of those. We're trading in the green. I just think you got to look at the old, we did exceed the old time high by a wide margin, but it's still coming into play now. So, Hey, the stock is up. You have the old time high here. So just look for that. And actually that old time high, that was a double top. 38, 33, and 39, 14. So there's your target. You want to get back up there and boom, break out over 240. I don't think you're going to see your pre-market high of over 250. Where was that? 253. And I don't think you're going to see your pre-market low of, wow, 217.75. They really, so. It it was a crazy whips off the bat. Story is still intact. So I'm not going to short the story here, but I don't like it from a long-term investment just because of all those arguments I just gave. Next. Uh, Let's go to Uber here. 
kind of the same story as previous quarters. They'll give you the headline numbers. Their earnings per share, they lost 62 cents versus a 65 cent loss estimate. Uh, same story on that. Revenue 3.1 versus $3.2 billion. As far as individual segments are concerned, it's really no surprise. Uh, everything was, I mean, ride, rides were down, mobility was down, and eats was up. That, that's, that's the bottom line. Uh, it's the same story it's been uh, since this entire crisis started here. So the uh, mobility was down 50% year over year. Delivery revenue was up 135% year over year. Uh, that's in line with the previous quarters, like I said. Um, what, what other numbers did I see from Roku? Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's still like, you know, they, they got the, the prop 22 victory the, the other day. So that helps them. Um, but like we were talking before we came on here, I, I mean, and I'm curious from our chat, I, let us know when the last time you were in an Uber or Lyft, cause neither of none of us have been in, in one all year. I'm just curious if anyone in, in our chat has, has taken one this year. We know Uber, and we had this argument and, and discussed Uber versus Lyft before, and we know the Uber Eats, you know, they have, you know, obviously tried to, you know, get around where people aren't going to be riding sharing as much, and they're trying to reinvent the business to a certain extent, and that's why we've seen separation between Uber and Lyft. Uber is best in breed. They're figuring stuff out. Um, if I was going to own one, it would be Uber. Um, so I'm more inclined to buy Uber on a pullback here. And I would not be surprised if, if this got down to 40, if you find buyers here again, Lyft is a different story. Um, they have not reinvented themselves nearly as well. Stock chart doesn't look nearly as good either. So if, you know, I, I would, I'd rather Uber, Uber, what is that they do on fast money? Rather, would you rather, I'd, I'd rather Uber here for sure. Okay. I, uh, man, I think I've been in Uber maybe half dozen times my entire life i haven't used it very much uh I'll yeah but that's say, not true for the and, and you know another it's the business traveler and the business traveler isn't traveling as much right now so we know they've got issues there but again uber is trying to figure those issues out they're not putting on their blinders and saying oh eventually again, yeah. business travel is going to come back they're reinventing you know right away they were going after you know uh to, to deliver food you know they're going after to, to do different things so it's, they're smart about it, and Lyft has been slower to do that, and that's why I think Uber's, you know, got uh, got it together a lot better. Both, you know, crazy valuations. I don't own either of them, but I could make an argument to get into. You could talk me into buying Uber. Okay, uh, I would just say big couple days here coming up for. I mean, you had the Lyft off the California right uh, passing. You had the gap and go. You put in a nice little double top here. So there's your area. You did get through it in the after hours trading, but as it stands right now, wow, right there. Let's just call it 42 bucks. Really super extra major important resistance. And the, only, the other reason I say that too is when it got up to 45 the first time, man, I think fell out of bed. It got over 40 again, it fell out of bed. So is this it? Is this the time where it's going to break out here over 40, hold 40, take out 45, go to 50? I don't think so. I think you got too much of a gap underneath there. We're trading in the rad. You would, you'd step out and buy it at 40 on a day trade. I would try, I'd wait for this thing to come back into 36, 36 and a half if I was looking for a long-term investment. Everything is a trade seems like and i again yeah you're right i would buy this as 40 i wouldn't put in my long-term portfolio but i would i guess I, I, mean, yeah. I like that 40 level I, I i think if we pull back to the 40 i think you find buyers so i like it for a trade good level off of 40 i like good that level. level 40 yesterday's low dennis i know you weren't even looking at the chart or were you 
No, I did. Look, I cheated on that one. You cheated. Okay. Right. <laughs> cheated on the test. And uh, Lyft, I just look at that. I mean, this thing is just, uh, you know, it broke out yesterday. You know, all right, it's going on the monthly. I had that's a monthly line I had there, folks. So it broke out of that channel. And ugly looks trend, like, yeah, it's just. And those monthly, and I think I looked at this too. These monthly highs here, you lift traders, you better hope this thing clears 33 soon. You got some monthly highs 32.78, 32.12. That's a big area, let's say 32.5. That thing ain't going nowhere until it clears 32.5 and holds it for four sessions. What about Square? We talked about Bitcoin, so we should probably talk about Square. I mean, they. Just story absolutely slaughtered that quarter 34 cents earnings per share versus a 16 cent estimate sales of 3.03 versus 2.07 billion dollars they completely blew it out of the water uh thanks to uh performance from the cash app is what they said uh and i mean i don't know what they're that now that it's more now that you can you know, trade Bitcoin uh, on the cash yeah. app. At, at, uh, I mean, it's more correlated than ever probably to the asset, but as Bitcoin goes up, so too does Square, but they just completely crushed it. Story completely intact. Um, you know, you see the pop and, you know, obviously you know, we've had a significant run in tech. I, I like it back at 160. I mean, am I chasing up to 181? Is this eventually going over 200? Yes, I think it is. I just don't like chasing the stock so i'd hope for a pullback but the stock's just firing on all cylinders we know that the market don't give a crap about valuations anyway so no sense talking about it um as long as that trend's holding that long-term uptrend's holding which has just been a wicked uptrend i think you buy the pullbacks and, ch- and check this out too so last quarter over half of their revenue came from bitcoin really bitcoin revenue yep yeah i was crazy I mean, uh, it's, they, they, and, and Bitcoin's not going away. Like we've said on this show, I believe it's going to 20,000. I was talking to my buddy last night and we were making the argument it could go to 100,000. I mean, it can go anywhere. It's just numbers yeah. on a screen. And, you know, I was giving, you know, I, I can't bring myself to do it because it's literally just nothing. It's just digits on a screen. But I tell you, there's love for this thing. The, the momentum is still there in the story. And what we've said before is all that matters. You know, Andrew left on our show said i said you know you know what about the story and he's like story is all that matters and i completely agree with that in this market story is all that matters once the story cools off or goes ice cold then valuation matters but the story is what moves stocks the story for bitcoin cooled off for a long time it's starting to get hot again i'm telling you i think bitcoin's a buy and you know and 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 even though it's nothing it's just nothing it's a buy i believe it's a buy and if I was a crypto trader, I would be long Bitcoin. And I think it's going a hell of a lot higher. Uh, boy, oh boy. If I'll get, I'll do a little Dennis comment here. If you're buying this thing over 190, you're doing it wrong. I mean, how this thing got almost to 192. All time all, high. To kiss. Yeah. Uh, it, it, with all this congestion you had here before it broke down. And then you see, I mean, it, there are people like oh my gosh if this gets back to 190 i'm out 189 i'm out 187 i'm out and so for this thing to go to almost 192 is is ludicrous now you're back down hanging out at 182.30 i'm gonna say these lows that you had right before it backed down i know i don't have an exact number here 184.29 i'm just looking at that's the bottom 
settlement of this area before the big slam. So you're going to work your way into some supply if you can get up to that area on the downside. I'm not very good at uh, finding support in stocks that are up uh, seven bucks. So look for that 184, 185 area if you want a little bit more off this rally. Now, if you fail to get there soon, you know, you could roll over. I don't know if you're going to get to the top of yesterday's range. That's a long ways down, 177.29. That would be nice if you were shorted. I don't think that's going to be happening today. All right, I want to spend the next few minutes on video game stocks. We'll start with Coin you. Collector before we go to tip us yeah. 10 bucks and wants to talk Bitcoin stocks. I mean, Square <laughs> is one, PayPal is one. Um, the the obviously overstock used to be one, but I don't think we even put overstock with Bitcoin anymore. Do we put it with crypto really anymore? Overstock, it's it, the online sale sells. It's but. a crypto play. They have they have T zero like they, that is a crypto thing. But I I worry that um, the the trading action this year it it, it it's, it's not because that's not right. Because it, it, it transcends anything crypto. Like like you yes, it definitely traded with crypto in 2018, right? But the rally this year is very much not because of crypto. And so I worry that there are more than one, it's more than one forces that work there. It's not just a crypto force. So yes, there is exposure to crypto in overstock, but it's not, doesn't necessarily trade with the asset. It's not super correlated. But, and then you got and, Riot Blockchain, uh, yeah. which has reinvented oh. itself a million times. But for whatever reason, I'll tell you, when it, it put the Bitcoin chart up and put the Riot Blockchain up, they already yeah. have the Riot up. They're correlated in the last while. Like, I mean, I don't know if Riot's a real company. I don't know what it is. Um, but, you know, they're trying to become a Bitcoin play. And there's definitely been a positive correlation there because I know I trade it. When I see Bitcoin up in the after hours, I sometimes buy Riot and I make money. Really? So, wow. yeah, it trades off it. I mean, you have to do it in big size because Riot's only $3 stock to make any serious amount of money. But, um it, it's it, that correlation's been there i mean those charts you can't argue like we know bitcoin's been moving up over the last month look at riot it's been moving up so i like again i don't follow the company close enough to really know i mean they've reinvented themselves a million times but they're trying to be a bitcoin play and you know that's another small one that has a, at least for now has a correlation with bitcoin uh and what about um Kodak never did anything with Bitcoin, right? They got in. Oh, it's probably next, though. Va va that, that'll be next, Joel. <laughs> okay. I mean, you uh, got to watch the headlines. Watch your Benzinga Pro, and you get companies that are trying to like reinvent themselves, and then they all of a sudden go and start mentioning Bitcoin. And and they what go. was Long Island Ice Tea? Bitcoin. It, 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 it was Long LB, Blockchain. They changed LB, their long to Long. Is blockchain. that gone? It's not, Joel. It's LBCC. LBCC. Is it gone? No, I don't um, see it there. It's uh, LBC. Uh, there it is. Uh, Sixty-five cents. Uh, I don't even know. Like a bit. Like we talked about, right? I mean, it's kind of its own entity, right? So, like, what is someone? Uh, Nvidia was it that? Like, yeah. You know, and Joel, and Joel, uh, Joel Long blockchain is not sixty-five cents. It's six point five cents. <laughs> it, oh, it, I'm sorry. It, it okay. Sold. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what I mean. Uh, coin collector, thank you very much. I mean, give me the stocks that are Bitcoin. I, I, mean, I got another one. Which one? And this one's small. Um, I have no position in it. It's a small oh, one. Oh no. Well, here I, we I go. know. So you know, we're, we're, we know not, these, maybe talk we about these things they can move. But I mean, um, this is. And I don't know anything about this company. This was just, you know, doing quick research. But there's um, 
this uh, marathon patent. Okay, I, I would caution with... Now, again, caution. We don't know anything about this one. I have no position in it. What's the symbol? M-A-R-A. But I, I this would, is, they I call themselves say. a digital asset company. So they call themselves, they, they, I'm on their website right now. Marathon is one of the first NASDAQ-listed cryptocurrency mining companies. So I, they call themselves, and I don't know anything about this company. I was just doing some quick searching. You know, so no, no, re not much research at all. But this is another what they call themselves, M-A-R-A. They call themselves a NASDAQ-listed cryptocurrency mining company. Okay, so, I, I want to say with regards to Mara and Riot, yes. You, you, it, yeah, it, you know Mara too. We've talked about it Yes, before. yes, yes. So yes, yes, they, they These are, are small speculative. They plays. are crypto plays, if you want to call them that. But please, please do your own research before buying either of those things. Pull up a weekly chart. Riot was $46 in December 2017. It's $3 now. Yeah. Okay. Highly speculative. Right. Mara was uh, $40 and now it's $2. Right. So just please, please do your own research. The, the, those two names specifically were, they got swept up in the crypto madness Buzz. at the end of 2017, early 2018 uh, there. And, and they got crushed when, when the bubble kind of burst. So just please be careful with those. You can go to like the, the ancillary plays, like, like the semis, right? Like NVIDIA and AMD. Yeah, they, I, they, I don't think they're, they have yeah. more forces at play. I honestly, if I, if I wanted to find like a quote unquote crypto stock that was like less speculative and had some decent exposure, I would honestly say Square is your best bet. Square what? and PayPal. Well, let's those are real companies these are, are speculative stuff but all i'm saying is if the buzz gets hot and bitcoin starts ripping i would not want to be short any of these little things because these could have these you know they're not going to go back to 40 and it's not going back to those prices but could they get life some of these smaller plays they possibly could so i'd just be cautious if you just think these are dead money because we've seen even back in august um, you saw this mirror take off. So they have the potential to give little squeezes in there and they have these potential to get these pops. And I think the Bitcoin story is going to get very hot again. So oh, and, this and is my we, opinion. We should, also, we should also mention the various grayscale like trusts, like GBTC. Yeah. And yeah. That's how I was going to do it. Was and, just and that. I don't like the premium Bitcoin. though. They have other, other trusts that aren't just Bitcoin. They have Ethereum. Uh, they're, they're, so grayscale. Let's get I a... Mean, uh... Yeah, Let's get G Michael on again. He's yeah. always great. He always comes on. Michael Sunshine. Uh, so GBTC is, uh, is also like a good way to play. Like I, I wouldn't play Bitcoin by buying Mara or Riot. That's my that's that's my point. Yeah, um, that's um. Uh, can we also think of like you know like we're looking for Bitcoin plays? You know, like what? Uh, can we think of anti-Bitcoin plays? Maybe to short. Uh, I'm bullish, so I don't care. Uh, about no, the no, 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 not to short. <laughs> no, but like who who's Bitcoin gonna hurt? Right. The banks. Uh, I mean, if you eventually think like that, we're all going crypto. I mean, that was the whole point of Bitcoin was because we were sick of, you know, the, the, the printing press that is the Fed. And we know the printing press has been going on, you know, overdrive here for, for the last, you know, especially in the last six months. But I mean, for the last decade. So, you know, this is was the whole reason to invent Bitcoin is because you just can't continue to just print the free money and not think eventually something has to come to roost. So, I mean, that's the point to it all. I don't think it's taken out. I don't think it's going to destroy the financial system because we know it hasn't been that easy to transact in Bitcoin. But at the same time, it's an alternative asset. Okay, and let's, let's go. 
Let's go. We got it. I mean, that was nine ninety nine. We're giving the guy like fifty. No, wait, we give it. But I think people like talking this stuff. Sure. If you like, I think yeah. we never talk about Bitcoin. If you like oh. talking about Bitcoin, hit a one in the chat. If you don't like talking, oh, about it, hit a two. One and two. If it's all twos, we'll never talk about it again. No, I'm, I'm, Bitcoin. I'm, I'm, I'm but I think people like talking about Bitcoin. So one for Bitcoin, two against Bitcoin, right. and we'll just take a look, and then we'll know. So if anybody went off my Bitcoin, uh cash uh atm at the gas station if anybody would have went how, how long ago did i mention that i mentioned that a while ago that was like last week or something yeah I, like I, a, month a lot of ones a lot of ones yeah. okay let's all right yeah and and here's one use for bitcoin or crypto is video games that's one potential use case and now i want to go to the video games now because okay nice there, there is, way to go spencer he just wants to make me mad oh, <laughs> i'm mad and happy today because i own one that's going up and one that's going down right well really i mean it was a it was a good day to be a video game company reporting unless you're ea there was four reports they hate EA. In the industry there was ea there was take two there was glue mobile and there is here, right? Oh my uh, lord! Right, Turtle Beach, all in the same industry. Uh, take two here, uh, uh, yeah. Take two here in Glue Mobile had fine quarters. EA did not. What what separates EA? What the hell's wrong with EA? What? I own I own them all. What? Yeah. Why is EA suck? So if you just look at like super superficial analysis, right? Look at the big three: EA, Take Two, Activision. Uh, what separates EA from the the other two is EA's revenue last quarter went down a year over year how is that possible i don't even know what the hell are they doing over there i'm not sure fire how- them all we need an activist in there maybe i should just get active over there and and this yeah. is how you knew this is how you knew that they knew that it wasn't a great quarter is because they also announced a 2.6 billion dollar buyback oh yeah they got to like cushion the blow somehow <laughs> that never they, works they, just they wasting knew. money it never works yeah so here uh. so here are the numbers uh 63 cents that was their eps last quarter uh, down from 97 cents a year ago. Sales of 1.5 billion. Uh, like I said, that's also down from the year. How is that possible? I don't even know. I don't know. This how, is I the video know. gaming, like six months of all video games. That's why I own them all. But this one has been a dog. Barking, barking. Wow, wow. This has been a dog. The BIA. It is. It has been. I mean, I bought this thing out back at like 110 bucks. I've wrote it up to 145 and now it's back to where I bought it. There's an argument against long-term investing right there. <laughs> but, oh, we had a jobs number. You guys didn't even warn me. Oh, Cancel man. all oh. orders. Thank you oh, very man. much. Oh. Off. Sold, sold, sold. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> we talk about EA and I'm like, sold, 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 sold. I'm like, oh, all right. That's, that's I'm rate. sorry. I should. I uh, dropped the is... ball on this one. Oh. What God. did I sell? I gotta go check out the. I had to hit this cancel all button. I'm sorry. Oh right. man, that HFT, was bad. stop. I'm sorry about that. That was my mistake. I should have realized it was 828. <laughs> but the, the the jobs number for October just came out: 638,000 versus a 600,000 estimate. Uh, unemployment rate 6.9 percent. That was way better than expected. 7.7 percent was the estimate on that. So uh, jobs. Uh, created more than expected unemployment rate lower than expected. It was a good month uh, in terms of jobs for 
uh, in, in October, at least. I don't know what the futures are doing now, but uh, uh, they're getting no, a little, uh, triple D. I'm really sorry because I'm it's doing absolutely, back in. It's okay. I'm doing okay. absolutely nothing here. I'm just listening to you and Spencer. Spencer's like full of knowledge today. I mean, he knows about. I don't have much. Roku. I knows a lot of stuff. Yeah, he actually. is smart, man. Did He's that Roku stuff? I was impressed with that. Yes, Roku. he knew how to do all. I didn't know any of that stuff. Well, I've been a Ro- I've oh, I've owned a Roku for several years, so of course really? I have too. But I didn't know any of that stuff. Of course, I'm going to know how it works. <laughs> no, I don't. I own it. I don't know how it works. Do I need one? <laughs> Do no, I need one? No, you don't need one. Okay. No, because here's what's going to happen. Is you're going to buy one, and then you're going to call me to come help you set up. <laughs> exactly. Wear a mask. Joel buys a Roku. You short the stock. That's the absolute top. Yeah, that's what Joel you gets get. into something of high technology. He's the last one to adop- adopt the high oh, technology. Oh, really? Okay. When yeah. No, well, you have, an, okay. you, have a, you have an example oh, that doesn't prove that? It's not yes. entirely true. <laughs> My iWatch. My iWatch. That's Apple. And and Joel owns Apple a, is never going to stop. Don't going that Joel owns a Peloton. Don't forget that. Yes. Speaking yeah. of Peloton, that's uh, true. Actually, you were pretty well. The COVID saved your ass on that one, though. Okay, <laughs> wait, Joel, real fast. Uh, so Let me talk. Uh, wait, I even forgot what we were talking. About. Futures, the futures. The, okay. We're getting picked uh, off. I sold a whole bunch of stocks. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a big area here, folks, and uh, this is Yay. what I'm looking. Yeah. Well, no, talk no, I just EA. want to talk about the spoos real quick. Oh, okay. Forget about EA. I won't talk EA anymore. I'll talk, talk to you. I'll give you one. Change the A to an S. We're good. No. Uh, just, this is a big area, folks. This is a mid-range on the session, and it's also the area Thursdays in or day low. Your daily pivots here. So, Mr. Market wants to go up. We're going to hold this area. Um, EA, I, I see it, it's slumping here. And you got one number, one number only for you, Dennis, and that's 117.79. This Probably is the low right it. here. It was, what'd you say? Right where I bought it. I gave back all the gains. Yeah, I better hold that. investing. Ugh, just trade. Get out. Take the gains and run. Yeah, that's what you want to see, Triple D. You don't want to see it take that out or... You could be much lower. I don't even know what you have on that. Um, and losing this 120, you know, let's see if we can get back two monthly lows right there, right at the 120 area. So this this puppy better get back over 120 in a hurry or else you got some more downside here. Okay, back to the video games. Bottom line here, EA, bad. Take two, glue mobile, and uh, here, uh, all good. That's the bottom line for those. Well, I don't own here, and I should because Mitch has been p- talking Talk about, about it on this show. Right. I had it for a trade, and I sold out of it, and obviously I should have stuck that in a little longer trade account. It's been a good one. Mitch all over this. Congrats if you hire long here. Uh, Mitch with a good call. Uh, he was giving this to us at 18, 22 and change. This quarter was sick. Give us those numbers. Yeah, I mean, blew it away. The EPS for a Turtle Beach last quarter was a dollar and five cents versus a nineteen cent estimate. Holy mackerel! Sales of one hundred twelve versus eighty four million dollars, and on top of that, they raised their guidance. So just blowing it away on every level. That that making a buck nineteen. I mean, this is all of a sudden a value stock too. So I'm actually surprised it's not up a lot more. But you know, and again, it was up know- at twenty. It hit twenty four. Yeah, we know this market. They don't care about, you know, making money. They care about top line growth to a certain extent, which, you know, is I don't think it's the way I was taught back when I did my CFA. But um, this market's all about top line growth and they don't care, but they blew it away on every level here. So this is an awesome report. Stock rightfully so is up 8%. I'd be a buyer of pullbacks on H-E-A-R. I do own Sonos. I picked the wrong one again. (laughs) 
Wait, uh, real fast on, on the uh, Turtle Beach thing. Uh, Mitch has something to add. Yeah, so um, with here, um, and you can also look at Logitech and CRSR. Um, those are, to me, the gaming accessory plays. Um, and I think this is just the beginning of it. I mean, we, we all know that remote work is kind of here to stay. So, of course, computer accessories, you know. No. Um, and no. then uh, to make it even bigger is these new consoles you know we've been waiting for new consoles for years and i think this is just going to be the beginning of these new products that are going to be coming out from uh turtle beach and also logitech and then you have uh connoisseur gaming uh, with that new ipo i think you know at the end of the day gaming has been looked on the upside if you looked five years back and now that we're finally getting towards that transition that digital transition i think you're just starting to see the rise in gaming all right. Thanks a lot, Mitch. Uh, I want to move faster here because we got a lot more we want to cover here. And, I do, and, we, and we mentioned Joel has a Peloton. They also reported last night. This is interesting here. So Peloton's quarters, quarter was good. The numbers were really good. They beat on the EPS. They beat on their sales. Uh, they gave some Q2 sales guidance. That was also good. They also said there were some shipping delays. And we know that the stock has been an absolute monster. So I wonder if that is factoring into this, to the performance of the stock this morning. But like I said, the numbers for last quarter were very good. I guess it's a question of, do, does the end justify the means? It, it's down a bit because his expectations were through the roof. I mean, the story is still intact. COVID isn't gone. When COVID's gone, you sell your Peloton. Or when the vaccine looks like we've got this beat, you sell your Peloton. Yeah, the valuation's just dumb, but it doesn't matter because the story's still intact. So until the story breaks, I'd say, you know, as long as it's above 100 bucks, the stock's still in, the bulls are in control here. So hard to be sure. Uh I couldn't get on the Peloton today because Lisa was on it. So I was doing, she came downstairs, she was going up to get on it. So I was doing my roller wheel. You ever do that? You know what I'm talking about? That you yeah, get the, yeah. yeah. So I was, yeah, I was doing, I was doing that and I saw Peloton down like eight bucks or something. I said, you know, Lisa, I said, you know, maybe, you know, we should start thinking about selling this. It's, you know what she said? Buy no. more. No. She said, buy more. Buy more. That's yeah, and that's when it was down eight bucks. So this I is all about the story. And you know what? Yeah. The story works, man. She knows how to do this. We got to yeah. release him on the show more often. Yeah. I don't know. Last time was a little bit rough. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that was doctor stuff, though. Was, yeah, exactly. You got to get her on the for the stock. So stuff. I'm looking at this. Things. Uh, let's just do this real quick. And I think this would be, you know, a good thing to keep an eye on here. What you hit 140. That's your old time high. And then you came down. What? Oh, this is easy. Even I can do the math here. It's actually 140. It's not 135. But hey, 30 point move, 135. That's your area you got to get back to. That'll be half of this move. You go, you hold 135. That's what I'm looking at. That's 13 bucks away. So go on your dailies and drill down and find some other intermediate levels to take a look at. But longer term. I'll see if this. I'd like to see this get back up to one third. I'd be a seller if it got up there today, but All right, we we had, can't be a seller. At least I won't have, let it happen. Yeah. We, so uh, I want to move fast here because we're going to get Jason Manassing on in like five minutes. I want to. Uh, we had an entire debate before we came on the air about just Zillow and, and Redfin this morning. Zillow's quarter they blew Did it we away. We talk about that yet? No. Okay, no. Go ahead. Thirty-seven cents. That was their EPS. Thirty-seven cents versus twelve cent estimates. Revenue of six fifty-six million versus five seventy-two million. Blew it away. Traffic, re revenue, earnings, all of it beating. Uh, and 
I mean, what can you say? The housing market is on fire, and Zillow is a way to play the housing market. The housing market is just nuts. I mean, I saw a stat, I don't know if it's correct, but housing prices in Ontario last year were up 21% year over year. Housing prices throughout the province up 21%. I believe it. Like I, I, like I said, last, I sold my house in Windsor this year and I was looking, I was thinking, oh, if I got five, five fifty for my house in Windsor last year, I'd be happy. And it sold for six forty. You know, like it's, you know, the, the, the housing prices are nuts. Stuff, you know, in, in at least in Ontario, stuff gets listed and it just goes. I mean, there's certain areas that, you know, obviously aren't as hot as other areas, but housing prices are nuts. And I mean, this is the argument against, you know, people who say we don't have inflation. I mean, you just look at the housing market. I don't know what the stats are throughout the states. It's different state to state, obviously. But housing prices overall are going higher. You can see the home builders, you know, they're rocking. They were building, you know, at 200 bucks a square foot and it's 300 bucks a square foot. Now, you know, and it's 350 in some places. In Canada, it's up to 500 a square foot. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just start looking at this and you think, how do they say we don't have inflation when a human when, when you know everybody's biggest expense is their home and everything is you know obviously home prices continue to go up you feel sorry for those people who don't have a home right now because it's difficult to get in certain areas obviously maybe not inflating as much but i tell you in canada homing prices are through the roof uh 118 was your your high print uh that's far above the old-time high Former all-time high. We'll make a new one today for sure. It was 112.49, so you're kind of right there right now. Make sure you hold that one. That 112 is just kind of sticking out here. I see we're trading at 113. Uh, you got to get back up to that uh, 118. If not, you just might roll over. This is a wild one, so it could go anywhere, but loses 112. You got a ways to go to get into the yesterday's range. And then also look at this. If you were buying this ahead of the report, even on Monday, you could have gotten that under 90 bucks. So I don't know what your target is or what you're looking at, but it had a big run going into the report. I don't know if anybody would go ching and ring the ratchet right ring the register on this one and then uh, another stock that um, in this space that i looked at for a long time but i never pulled the trigger uh redfin this is uh it was a dog for a while hit 10 bucks in uh in march and then you know who knew what was going to come out of you know uh the uh the uh, covid 19 but houses are hot and um so there we go. Data's closing on a house today. So my my oldest daughter, very happy for it. Congratulations. Uh, there was a couple of tickers from the chat I wanted to get to that were, sure. I, I'd written down earlier. Uh, uh, well, this may have been from yesterday, but Palantir, we had discussed this a couple of days ago. Yep. PR. Uh, yep. Went. Um, it, it, it went yesterday. We talked about this. I can't remember what day, but we were like, this is setting up to go. And finally, boom, it takes out the 11. And the breakout trade is back on, at least since the election the last three days. You got those charts that they're just kind of sitting there and looking, you know, and obviously you can look at, you know, how this was, you know, had the 11 resistance and finally takes it out and then just blasts off into orbit. I mean, people are looking for the next breakout. They're looking at charts and it's working. Some market environments it works, some that doesn't. Right now, the breakout trade in the last week is working very well. Uh, I did this one. This was my pre-market prep stock of the day. I'm actually, I'm trying to find the article to put drop in there. Uh, but we were talking about it earlier and we had noticed that it was kind of sloppy, right? Off the, uh, off the IPO. And if we were talking about it earlier in the week, and this is why I probably had these lines up here and they're no longer valid. 
Uh, but I was talking about holding 10 bucks. And if you held 10 bucks there, which it obviously did, uh, you took out you took out the 1139. Then you have guys like uh, Kenny Glick out there and a lot of other people that like to see uh, a stock, you know, take out its uh, its, uh, you know, IPO high. So it got above that. It's important to stay above it now is uh, the important thing here for uh, for Palantir. And sure, it looks like it's doing a pretty good job. Trade, I believe it, right at yesterday's high here, 1213. So there you go. On the move, nice technical break. If you were patient on this one, uh, that's what you were you were rewarded. And then one more quickly before I bring on Jason Raznick, we'll do Clean Spark here, CLSK. Yes, yes. I was asked about this one, CLSK uh, on Twitter. And... <clears throat> I looked at the chart and I just don't really like when stocks, when I see something like this in the stock, like why did this go over 140? I mean, in 2000, uh, what do they right? do? Is that tick right? This is, this is uh, in July. Oh my Dennis. gosh. Well, why Back was in July of 2018? Can you, does anybody know? 50. Whoa. What, what was it? It looks what? like it's right too. I don't know what the story. I I don't know. I don't know well. either. I just say you got you got a little. You're going. You're no, trying. No, I don't. You okay. don't see that? No, no, I see it, but I I think it was over the counter then. So what do they do? What do they was, do? It wasn't on clean your spark, spark plugs. plugs. It, it, it wasn't on <laughs> <We laughs> at the same time. They clean your spark plugs. What you. do they do? What do they do? Uh, they're they're a clean energy company. Uh, clean energy. Uh, okay. Buzzwords. Like yeah, buzz. I mean buzz. it's moving here. They they provide software for like the energy space. Okay. Oh, they're down today. I don't know why they're down today. I don't know anything about the stock, but it's starting to show some life. Good support. You know what I would yeah. say? I'm not gonna. Spec. I'm not gonna talk a lot about this. I'll just say you got to get rid of the seller here at like the 10:30 level. Uh, let's call it 10. Well, you had one, two, three, four highs between 10, 19 and 10, 35. So I don't know how long it's going to take to get there. What it's going to do is get there, but I, that would be another leg higher coming back down. I mean, if you know, you see your daily support levels this is a nice little rally. Maybe if it stalls out around 10 and then pulls back a little bit, maybe you can nibble on it, but it looks okay. Got to, got to, Got to get some news to get it over to uh, 1030. All right. I want to bring on today's guest, Jason, a.k.a. Upwork Raznick, joining us now. <laughs> He's really not a guest. Jason, we can't call him a guest. Good morning. Congrats That's on your Upwork. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, it, it's been a long night. I and mean, when we were out partying, I've, I've never had a win like that. Uh, <laughs> He's like, he's hung <laughs> over from the Upwork. Where, where, where'd you go? Yesterday was probably my most profitable trading day in my history of my life wow. because you know a lot of the things that I learned through the show or Benzinga Pro or etc. I, I I trade on probabilities. So like I'll buy random stocks, you know, that Dennis or Drill say, but then there's ones when I have high conviction that I'll buy. But before I wasn't buying in size. I wasn't I wasn't doing the right bets. It's like when you play blackjack and you got a eleven or a ten, you got to double down every time. You just have to like clockwork, even if they show well. Not a face if you have a 10. If you're 11, you still should. <laughs> um, so I just want to get it right. I don't want to teach anyone bad, you know, blackjack rules, Joel. And so um, th this Upwork thing, I've been I've been preaching it. I mean, on a show about five weeks ago, I mentioned that Lexi person texted me, I'm down on my Upwork. You told me to buy Upwork. She's like a new uh, stock investor. I work with her and she, the stock, I gave it to her at 1550, went to 1496. And I said, and I go and I wrote back to her in big caps, buy more. Okay. And then 
what to do yesterday when they announced earnings from 20 to 28. Like, I don't know what else to say. I don't know. If people, if people didn't follow me in Upwork, then I don't know what else to say. I mean, I, you guys can pull clips out. In fact, maybe we'll have you do that. What did you say? No, I remember, I, I remember for sure when you were talking about it because it was a while ago and it was – I remember looking at it and saying, well, you know, got to get rid of the seller at 16. This is so it must have been in September oh, when it because it was at 16 you're, bucks. You're I know you got in earlier, but here no, 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 no. I got it around there. 15, 16. You're right. You're right. And then I but, but you're talking technicals. I'm talking life. So I said on the show, I said like six weeks ago that Upwork changed its policy with vendors on the platform that they were forcing vendors to stay on to take payment. And the reason I know that is when I usually say, hey, I'll just Skype you. They're like, no, no, that Upwork won't allow that. And, huh. what, and what that caused was people paying money more through Upwork versus, versus sidestepping. So Upwork is like a marketplace, just like, you know, Zeal is for like massages or, you know, Uber is for cars. It's the same kind of thing. And, you know, Uber, you could sidestep it. The problem is just not, you're, you don't have enough friends that are Uber drivers. And so people were sidestepping it. And then about four months ago, they changed the policy about like if you sides up, you can get kicked off the platform. Well, I knew just by the reactions of the vendors on there that they're going to have higher numbers because the vendors were not going outside the platform. So that brought me the conviction because the analysts weren't talking about it. I read one analyst report. No one talked about it. See, I don't believe analysts often use the product that they're rating, like look at the numbers and they look at the stuff. I used the product of Upwork. I used it. And then there was another stock called Fiverr, F-I-V-R, and I had options on it. It had great earnings. It did well that night, but the next day sold off. So I was like, hmm, I don't know about this Upwork thing, but I kept my conviction because my thesis, my thesis didn't change. My thesis you know, was like, they're going to have higher numbers because of this one thing. They are. I promise you they are. I don't Can you explain that a little bit, the vendors, the payments going on the platform? So, no, so, um, so I'll, I'll, easy. So if you buy a product on eBay, so say you're buying, um, you know, your beautiful, lovely wife, a new necklace on eBay. Okay. You, you could message the seller and say, Hey, I'll pay you on an, on PayPal. So you don't have to get the eight, the eBay fees and then you'll get to pay a little bit less, you know? So, okay. Okay. So people on Upwork were doing that. They were going off the platform to take payment. So Upwork takes uh, 5%. Okay. Of, it takes, so if someone, if I buy a service like what, you know, build a website or build a web app and it costs $5,000, let's say the guy in Upwork would say, Hey, pay me directly on PayPal. He would say 5%, you know, now Upwork said, we are watching this stuff. If you do it, we're going to kick you off the platform. Well, if the, you're a okay. vendor on the platform, it's too risky. So just by that, that knowledge, and this is not, not insider information, guys. This is being aware. Mark Cuban used to do this back in the day when he had a little hedge fund, he, his high level awareness. And so I was high level aware on this Upwork thing. And I was prepared for the earnings not to be great this quarter. I knew they'd be great next quarter. And I was going to stay in the position. So I have, I mean, I have in Upwork, I have a bunch of calls, um, UPWK. I have the January 15s. $20, uh, $20 strike price on Upwork. I bought them for $1.50 and now they're at $9.50. Um, I sold a few yesterday because, you know, they say pigs get slaughtered or whatever. So I'm up about, you know, and then I, and I bought the stock and I I'm just like, I, I choreographed Upwork for this room, for this thing. And that's, you guys are the ones I told first, like, and it, it goes by conviction. Like I own, I own TRSSF. I own, you know, GAN, GAN's a negative one for us. I own um, Dunkin' Donuts, which is a huge win. 
um, Amazon, Curaleaf. I own these ones and they're doing well, but like there's a level of conviction I have with certain stocks. I own lithium. Um, and Upwork was just one that I had extreme conviction. Yes, I still own RKT and I'm not selling RKT right now. Um, but and I, right, right, I thought I heard you yesterday, like sort of struggling with the selling aspect of it. Uh, was that right? Like, like, like you were, you, you were so convicted and you were, where'd you hear me? Where'd you, I need to know where you heard me. Oh, no, maybe I'm wrong, but I thought I was like overhearing, you know, I was overhearing you like on the phone. You're ra- you're ra- dude. You're rarely wrong. I just want to know if you heard me on the 1215 show that I do and talk about. Oh, stocks. I, yeah, that could have been it. I, I don't remember when, I heard you, but I overheard you like saying you were struggling with the idea of selling a big winner. Was that, was that, did I miss yeah, that? I'm, all, I'm, I'm, I'm always struggling with the selling guys. I'm always, if you think about it, I could have sold Tesla and I didn't luckily, but I'm always struggling with the selling. So I hate to have a huge profit and then, um, you know, and then sell and then it goes up. Like I think Upwork is going to get to 50 to hundred. I mean, I, I, I look the, the guy, I think, I think it's uh, a change. Of, I think it's a change of this world, how hiring is going to be done. I, I, I think it's just a, a huge shift. So I'm, always struggling with the selling because also Spencer, one of my issues is uh, it's like, if you don't sell, then you don't have as much money to go trade. See, Dennis can do you know, and use leverage and trade, you know, in and out of stocks all day. I mean, that's one of my biggest issues. So I have to look at what has the best uh, probability of upside. And I make mistakes on some of these ones. I mean, I've sold some that like I had, I had AMD from like $4 to $9 guys. And, and I also, and then it's at $80. So like, I mean, that, that if I would have kept AMD, that was enough money to go, you know, live in Hawaii for a couple of years. Uh, Raz, when you say you, you put more into your, your higher convictions, yes. how do you know what's a higher conviction? Like what makes something a higher conviction? No, that's, that's a great point. And yeah. to be honest, in the Upwork guys, like I say I put more in, but then when I looked at my account, I put barely nothing in compared to Tesla. Like I should have. I should have tripled up what I even put into Upwork. Now, if it went down, I would have been upset. And I'll get to what I'll get to your answer. But like I put more into Upwork. But when I look at hindsight, I should have put even more in. Obviously, when Markwood goes up, me and Dennis always talk about how we wish we had more. Because like I didn't make like a killing. I did, I did well. But I should like when I compare it to my, I, I have as much Upwork as I 10% of what my Tesla position is. So I should have had way more because my conviction was so freaking high it's very rare guys it's very rare for me to have a conviction like this because it's 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 an anomaly of information it's when i have an informational edge because i'm a user of the product that's usually what it is so when i bought apple in 2000 whatever when the imac came out the blue translucent thing i was a user of the product i watched how people at CompUSA looked at apples and i bought that stock and stayed in you know it's like it's very rare when I think I have an informational edge because I'm a user of the product. So when I say high conviction, I look at my probability of downside. I, in my mind, with the new Upwork policy, it changed dramatically how people were communicating. Their revenue wasn't going to go lower. Their revenue wasn't going to lower. It was for sure going to be higher. It was a question of how much higher. So my downside, I thought was 10%. I thought my upside was 100%. And it's up 65%. It's up, it's, um, actually, it's up 100%. So, um, or 65%. So, that's what I look at. I look at what's, so like, then I buy, I'll give you an example. I bought um, the, you guys know, I bought the net, the, what's it called? The TQQQ? Yeah. No, no, SPH, SPH. Okay. SPH, you know, the Supreme, what right. I, oh, right. the, 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 the natural gas, right. 
I'm like you guys now. I'm just like trading symbols. I don't even know the name of the freaking company. <laughs> I, like, 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 I don't even know. Like I, you guys, I pride myself on being a fundamental investor, whereas most people are technical. And I used, I know every symbol. I know the company, I know the CEO's name. I was freaking losing it, but no SPH. So I, I went in SPH as a trend because, you know, outside eating, they need more natural gas, but I don't understand it that much. So that's not a high conviction, conviction trade. So Upwork was a high conviction. Another high conviction was Del Taco, TACO, but the timing on that took so freaking long. It took so long. They're trading below replacement value. It just, that one took three years to, you know, do anything. Um, so I, high conviction, Peloton was a high conviction trade. That was high conviction. I bought, I'll give you one that's not as high conviction, just so you know. I, um, Dunkin' Donuts was a high conviction. Crocs was not as high conviction. I know the brand was good. They had some good partnerships, but I didn't know when the earnings were going to hit because it's not warm out. That was, that was not high conviction. Um, that was a trade. I still own Crocs. I like how it's moving. So I'm staying in it. It wasn't high conviction. In Seago, INSG, I own because of 5G. But I don't really understand the industry, so it's not high conviction. So I put a half position size on compared to what I would put on an upwork or a quarter position. Um, I was on Benzinga Pro yesterday, and someone mentioned XPO. They said I had um, not XPO. The uh, which one it was? Sorry, AGNC. Look up AGNC. A ten percent yielder. AGNC. AGNC. I put it up. AGNC. I'm all over the place today, guys. Sorry. That's a new one. All right. Yeah. It, I'll it's grab a, it's the you put the chart up or no? I'm going to right now. Okay, okay. So AGNC is a REIT that yields 10%. Guys, I know nothing about it. They said it, it releases monthly dividends of 1% each. I know nothing. I bought it two days ago. It's not high conviction at all, but I but I want dividends. I want to like stop, you know, having to like just get these things to fly. I want to get get recurrent income. Yeah, so you, gonna, you've been saying that that you want dividends now, but it's it's tough. It's tough out there. <laughs> For, for a dividend so, so um you know i so i'm gonna um so with my agnc i put a stop limit on this one guys i know not, i don't know much about it i don't know what the real story is i put a 10 percent stop limit on it so falls 10 percent i'm out um just out and then um x well logistics vsto here's a this is a good one Spencer. vsto will, will answer your question so vsto is the gun company ammunition all that stuff I bought that one a long time ago about my buy price. I'm, I'm, I have my account open right now. I bought VSTO at um, you know, 12 or 1050, 1180, and 1359. Okay, it's at $22. I've been slowly shedding some shares, but now I'm still keeping a nice position because the stock is it, it's not falling. It's, it's sort of it finally hit the 22 level. Um, it wasn't this high conviction trade where I felt like I had unfair information in the sense that I'm a user of the product and I know how they sell the stuff. Um, and by the way, you guys all have this. You guys all have this. The 80% of you that own Amazon in this room, there's a reason why you bought Amazon. You're probably customers of Amazon. I mean, that's as simple as that. Like you guys all have this. It's just paying attention to new things that these companies do and then trying to figure out this Upwork. I told everyone, I mean, you guys had Chris Camello on the thing. I gave Chris this stock like six months ago. I'm like, dude, mortgage your house on it. There's nothing to risk. Like, that's how confident I was. And you guys all one have. I just want to stop you there, though. Like, because one thing I say, mortgage your house on it. We are well, I, we don't I, give I, investment I, advice here. I know he's excited. And it's, it was a great call. It was a great call. I'm going to take the opposite side, though, and say never put your eggs all in one basket. Because even if you are the most convicted that you just know something, 
the market can still do funny things. So you never put all your eggs in one basket. Mortgaging your house on something going all in is not a good idea. Jason, you had a fabulous call on this Upwork. I just don't want to get the impression that we go all in on stuff because it's not what this show is about. This show has always been about diversification and yeah, staying so diversified even in your own trading portfolio. But it was a great call and it was a great trade. So I, yeah, so I disagree 100% with Dennis, what he said there. I disagree on that. <laughs> obviously, obviously and, so does, and so does Warren Buffett and so does a lot of rich investors. Does Warren you know, Buffett go all in on something? No, Warren Buffett, no. Oh my God, Warren Buffett is so anti-diversification. No, he's not. Going, yeah, hundred guys. Are you kidding me? I read all his books. So you want to argue Warren Buffett? We'll do. I'll do that right well, now. We could do the Berkshire Hathaway and bring it up Warren and show Buffett. that he owns yeah, Buffett, fifty companies. Warren, Warren Buffett is about your circle of competence, and if you're just going to go diversify, you're not going to have this unfair advantage. You got to go. You got to go hard in the stocks that you truly believe in. There's a reason why he went so big in Coca-Cola. There's a reason why he went so big in Gillette. There's a reason why he went in the, those those companies. And I don't mean you know go mortgage your house in one stock. That's that's stupid. What I do mean is, is if you if you if you have a hundred thousand dollars to invest, okay, you have a pool of a hundred thousand dollars to invest, and you have certain things that are high conviction. If I diversified and put ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand, ten thousand, I promise you that stock that count may be up eight to twelve percent. But if but if there's ones that I have high conviction trades on, you put fifty percent in that, forty percent in that. You don't you you don't just go diversify. Warren Buffett is a hundred percent go in your circle of competence and focus on your and concentrate on your large positions. Talks about it all the time. You can listen to on CNBC interviews, listen to his, his conference calls. But I am 100% of the notion of if you don't go on your high conviction trades, if you don't put a bigger, a much bigger allocation in, you're not going to have those big wins that you can have. If I just diversified and did like my account where I had 10%, 10%, 10%, guys, my account value would be 80% lower than what it is. I mean, think about my Tesla position. I bought it at $38. It's 35% of my portfolio. That's not diversified. I am very much allocated towards Tesla. If I would have kept that, if I would have gone with Dennis's strategy, I would have sold De- uh, Tesla at hundred dollars. It's at twenty-three hundred dollars. I, I you mean like it's two different ways. To what think if you're it. wrong though? What, you, yeah, what, what if, if you're wrong? wrong? What if you're right? But what if I'm wrong? Well, if you're right, it's awesome. I mean, I I wish I was two hundred percent on margin on all my right calls, but you know, and, and Jason, well, I know we're too, on the show all the time. I just 200% of margin is too risky. You got to be smart. You just told it. me to mortgage my house. No, you did. You did. You, you listen. I said to you, I didn't mean to mortgage your house. I already said that. I'm talking about diversification. Forget the mortgage your house. Don't mortgage your house. It's, 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 it's an expression. I meant this is one that I'm very confident. It's like, um, but, you know, it's like that's this, what I was trying to clarify. That's all I was trying to clarify. And I already, because I already, people are in there. I already, and there's I already, new people. I, I already addressed that. If you listen, you got to listen and not look at all your trades. Off. I already addressed that. I said, don't mortgage your house. I said, I was using that as an expression. I said, diversification. I disagree with because in your strategy, I would have sold my Tesla at 150 bucks. It's at $2,500 right now. And that I don't agree with. And if you're wrong, then yeah, you don't get as much upside and you and you're too allocated to it. But if I'm if I'm right, then I can have unfair advantages. It's why Dan Loeb, it's why any hedge fund manager, they go into certain positions, unless they're a technical trader or a quant trader, they go hardcore, they research them very hard. It's why David David Einhorn from um, you know, Greenlight, he takes concentrated positions. That's what I do. I take concentrated positions. That's why when you guys are talking these symbols, I don't know half of them because I don't technical trade. I take concentrated positions. And, and I, and I, and I don't go, and you know, this, I don't go much on margin or much on leverage. To be honest, if I, you know, hand side of 2020, I should have freaking leveraged my account 4X, but I'm, I'm all about downside risk and probabilities. 
So I always want to cover my basis. I never want to go into where I have to be up at night and be worried about a trade. That is so if you're mortgaging a now, by the way, we had a guy on our show on our show six years ago on Benzinga who wrote an article about get a home equity, invest in the market. And he and it, it, the article went viral. He was on CNBC, Fox Business, every station he was on. Well, he was right because it was at the bottom of the market when he said it. But I didn't subscribe to that because I don't want to risk capital. Like the, one of the other ways to look at the stock market, it's accepted socialized adult gambling sometimes in the short term. So like I said, on my upward position, I could have been wrong in the short term. So the earnings may not have been as strong and it would have stayed kind of where it was, but I don't have to stay in it longer. There's no sure bet in the market. There's never a sure bet because for example, I'm in Tesla right now and you guys know I own a lot of it. What do I think of night? Why am I worried about it? What if something happens to Elon Musk? I know some people don't like him, but what if something, you know, no one knows what's going to happen to the market. There's no crystal ball. What you can do is do your research and take high probability bets. And that's what I do. That's how I've made all my trades. The past six months that you guys have seen on the show, they're high conviction bets. Some are higher and some are lower. That's it. And I don't believe in the I don't believe in the idea of complete diversification because I don't think you can take make those unfair advantage. That's where I disagree with you, Dennis. Well, I, I'm I'm all about diversification. So I've always been about diversification. I've made all my wealth through diversification. I would never put 35% of my money in one stock, but Chris Camilo does. Chris Camilo hits stuff hard. And he's been right. I'll just say when you're wrong, that's the way you lose a lot of money. So you're not always going to be right. That's, you know, it's not all going to be Upworks. There's going to be some stocks there that, you know, aren't going to be right as well. And we're in a bull market right now where everybody feels like, wow, you know, it's so easy to make money. And it has been. I mean, the stocks are just going straight up. But you've got to be able to survive the 2000s. You got to be able to survive the 2008s. And if you're all in, in 2007, 2008, you could have the best idea in the world. Even Amazon was one of the best ideas in 2000, but stock went down significantly. So you just got to be careful, you know, going all in on something. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And me and Chris, we trade very similar. That's why we became such good friends like six years ago on this stuff. And we do, we, we do the same fundamental type bets, like the same philosophy of informational advantages where you have an informational edge. And I was around in the 2000s, 2008, two, in the 2000s, I got killed. Um, and I learned that. And so um, protected myself and, you know, like I, my, you guys know my, my Tesla position. So I have, it's 35% of my long thing, but I also have puts to protect my Tesla position. So I've now have that and they're long-term puts. So if it goes down, I'm, I'm protected, but I, I, I believe in higher allocating to high conviction bets and Warren Buffett will, will say the same thing. And I so, think so too. I agree with that statement. And that's what I agree with is, you know, you can hit some stuff harder for sure. If you're used to going 10, 10, 10, you're really convicted. You go 20, 10, 10, 10. Are you going to lose all your money? No. If you're going 80% or 90% or mortgaging your house to go in on something, that's so I, a different story. I, so, I go so. More, so I go more than 20 because my, my way of looking at it. So on my upward position, my way of looking at it was what was my short-term downside scenario with my long-term? It wasn't like I'm going for a long time. You know, I built the position up. It's like what I do with Slack. I knew the company, I knew the valuation, I knew the numbers. And so what I look at is replacement value. So what's what I do with Taco? At one point, Del Taco was worth the, the like it was, there was no, there was the cash on the books was worth more than the company. So like your downside risk, it's, I look at investments like this as a private equity investment. So would I want to buy the whole company? If I went and got my rich friends together, would I want to own this company? And if the, the price is low enough, I want to be, get, get as much money as I can. I, I can get in. It's almost like I'm in below cash value and replacement value. 
And there's not opportunities like that all the time. It's, they're, it's very rare, to be honest. And so I had that with Upwork. I had it with Del Taco. Um, I, don't, I haven't had it with a bunch. Like Crocs is not one of those. Um, Fiverr was one, one, one of those. Asana is not one of those. Asana is way, like going public at a high number. You guys remember when companies go public, they're selling you shares at a higher price and they think like, then they're, they think it's a fair value for them. You're not getting a way undervalued play. I look for these way, like these undervalued plays at companies that people aren't looking at. You know, Generac was one of those plays. The, 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 the recurring income in that business and what it was generating was so much higher than what it was trading at. Like, so I look for those kind of plays. And if you can do that kind of analysis and that's what, but it takes a long time, by the way, Warren Buffett, David Einhorn, I know David Einhorn's wrong a lot. Don't get me wrong, but they do that deep, deep analysis. And to Dennis's point, when David Einhorn is wrong, on, um, I don't know, he went short or long, he went long GM, I think several years ago. Well, David he, Einhorn he, was bearish Tesla at 300. He was up there saying, if you short stocks, how can you not be short Tesla? I mean, he could not have been more wrong with that call. Exactly. And, but he's still alive. No, but so that's he point. obviously didn't put, go all in on a Tesla short. No, that, but that's my point. So David Einhorn went very large and, well, Tesla short, well, he didn't go as much on that one. He used um, a warrant strategy, but on his GM position, he went very long on it. If you look at his fund papers, it was probably over, I don't, I don't know the amount, but it was very long and it didn't really do anything. It went down a little bit. And so your high conviction bets, he, you know, you get, it's like that song. It's like, what's that guy's name? Uh, you got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. David Heinorn is de- decent at that. But yeah, and you get and these high conviction bets where I don't want to do 10%, 10%, where I want to do 30%, it, it's definitely riskier. Chris Camillo does the same thing. We, it's definitely a riskier strategy than versus being diversified. Like, because, it, it, you know, if you're diversified, you have less risk of going down. It's less protection. It's, it's good when the market's going down to be diversified. You don't hurt as much. But when you go up, it's, you know, it's obviously you see the benefit. Any shorts it, out there, Raz? You take, or, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it depends on what you want to do, too. If you're trying to get rich fast, you, and Chris Camilo did it. He took his account from, you know, 7 million to 21 million or something this year. No, no, no. If Wait, you want 10,000 to 20 million, man. No, no, this year. He started at 7 mil. I know Chris too. So he started at 7 million. Back in March, he was 7. He went to 21 million this year. This year, in seven months, he tripled his account. Yeah. So what I'm saying, if you're trying to get rich fast, you go all in. I mean, that's what you do. But if you're trying to, I'm, I'm all, you know, and I'm just different than you guys because I'm about, you know, I'm I'm about base hits. They called me, you know, the base hit trader. I take base hits, yep. base hits, base hits, not going for the home run because I don't want to strike out. So I've worked really hard, you know, through, you know, the last 21 years of trading to build my wealth. And if I go all in and lose it all in one day, I mean, because I went all in, I mean, I can't stomach that. I can't stomach, you know, what could have happened in March, because if you were all in on some of these bets in February, I mean, it was a completely different story. I mean, the market collapsed 35%. And you're all in on merge. And there's some people that have some really ugly stories from 2020 in the markets too. No, I, so. I, I get it. I get it. My account's up 450% this year. There's definitely things where and I- Congratulations I, on no, that. No, that's no, an no, awesome no. year. I mean, that's I mean, an awesome year. Let me just finish. My account's up 400 something percent this year. There's definitely times where I went two on leverage and two on margin, two on options. And you're right. Like the market goes down and you're, you're, you're crushed. Your method is singles and doubles over 20 years. It's consistent. That's why I love it. Like, like if someone's trading actively, Dennis's method is way better for, for that because it's consistent singles and doubles. But Chris and I like, so Chris, like Chris 
and I text all the trades. What he does is takes these highly positioned bets. Now, one of the things he does that's different than just going really hard on the common is he does a lot of options. Does a lot of options, and options are good and bad because you know your downside risk on these options. And so it's not like if one of the positions didn't go right for him, he was going to be totally screwed. It was a lot. Of, it was a lot of protection. And what I was referring to is when he had twenty thousand dollars is and how he leveraged. And so that's where I learned how to use options along with my positions. So I'm not. It's not like on my Upwork that I went like I didn't say my say my account was hundred thousand dollars. I didn't buy sixty thousand dollars of Upwork. Like I didn't do that. So my account was hundred thousand dollars. The way I traded it, Dennis. I put 20,000, let's say, of Upwork stock, and then I bought 8,000 of options. So, so that was like, basically I was 28,000. I wanted to be under 30% for the position. I knew if the options hit, it would be a big hit, but that's where I, that's how I built up the position. So if it's a hundred thousand portfolio, I, I go like that. I wouldn't go 60 per 60,000. And I, guys, like the mortgage of the house expression, like remove that, that expression. Yeah. Yeah. Move that out of your thought because you, the worst case scenario, like, so this Upwork thing, let's just go. Let's just go with that for a little second, because Dennis and I have been around. And I don't want him to get too risky in this thing. Upwork could have announced amazing numbers, but you know what they could have also announced during the, the earnings call. They could have announced accounting investigation. They could have announced an SEC infraction. And what would have happened to that stock? It would have gone from twenty dollars to twelve dollars, and I would have been down eight bucks a share times ten thousand shares, eighty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? So like, or whatever the five dollars share for that so like th th there's always that downside risk but it's it, it's it's going off probabilities but i agree like you, you don't want to go 60 percent. but the, the way like chris or myself we take bigger bets dennis is a consistent you know singles and doubles guys he said to singles i'm saying doubles because <laughs> I, I think what dennis does i think what dennis does is way harder than what i do but it's just different. It's just different. I, I, I like what you do too, Jason. That's why I went in your taco. I know you do your homework and you do way more homework on, and you and Chris both. I, I follow Chris Camilo on dumb money because I know you guys do way more homework on a specific stock than I do. And I know, you know, these companies. And when you're really convicted on something, I got in the Upwork with you. I sold it too soon. But I mean, when you're really coming on this show and you're convicted on something, I know Jason Rasnick's done his homework. And, you know, and that's why I jump in on some of these Jason Rasnick trades, too. And I think, you know, it works out well, you know, like I'm trying to give you different shorter term styles. Jason's trying to give you the fundamentals, you know, yeah, the edge we... and the informational edge. And he does a great job with this. And, you know, that's why, you know, I follow you. I followed in on Taco, too, because I feel like you do your homework and you do more homework than me on a lot of those things. So on individual stocks. So yeah. um, it, it's just a different style. Is all it is. It is. But, what, but what I was going to say is just one thing. I said what Dennis does is harder than what like Chris and I do because what Chris and I do is we just do some research and find some stocks and Chris does it way bigger than I do it don't get me wrong um, and that's what he does like more of a full time thing and my full time thing is building Benzinga but I bet you what Dennis would say is what we do is harder and riskier you know what I mean so it's two different ways to do it so like I think what Dennis basically what I think what Dennis does is impossible because every year in and out he's going to make you know I'm just making up numbers I don't know what Dennis makes guys I'm just going to make up numbers. Every year in and out, he's going to make a hundred thousand to a million dollars in trading. Okay, he may not even make that. He may make twenty million a year. I have no freaking clue. Just don't go with that. But every year, he's going to consistently make singles, doubles. I'm going to have big years where I'm up like three hundred percent or whatever two percent. But then I'm going to have years that you know you could really hurt yourself if you're not protected. So I I wimp out a lot. So you know, all the, when the markets fell off, you know, and people sold, and it was always times to buy. I hurt myself because I sold because. I, I'm, 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 
I would much rather. Did we get a little news here? We just uh, oh, really, oh, we just yeah. ripped here. What do we got? What yeah. do we got? Well, it's the jobs. It's still coming from the Not job. The job. Climbing, no, climbing, there was climbing. something else, Dennis. And the election. It's the election. So we're getting some clarity here. Biden won. Uh, Pennsylvania flipped. Uh, Georgia flipped earlier this morning. Uh, Fox News just reported that the president is going to concede on the advice of his advisors. So oh, nothing, wow. nothing has actually happened yet, but the wheels are in motion. And it looks like we're going to have yeah. clarity. He's impact. not going to contest the, uh, the the election at this rate with the news flow wow. we've had in the last twenty minutes. It looks like things are happening really fast. Uh, Holy cow! So we're, we're getting some clarity here. I mean, I, again, like I, it's kind of been clear for the past day or so. Yeah, we're getting some real clarity here in the last twenty he minutes. Has no one to, he has no one to blame but himself, Mister Trump. That's what I would tell you guys on that one. No one to blame but himself. I, I just want to, because I know we're running a little over time here. I just kind of want to, you know, take the both sides of, you know, Dennis and, and, and Raz there and, and investing. I mean, I know from knowing Dennis for a long time that, and, and in my portfolio too, I mean, I got some home runs. There's stocks that I bought a long time ago at much lower prices. And I don't really think about, I mean, I talk about short-term trading. I don't, really think about ever selling these stocks i'm not looking for you know there are home runs in our portfolios and there's always been diversification and i'm very happy with my turns could they have been better if i had been in other things but you know so take it both sides you can't have big winners with diversification so there's a lot of a lot of different things but we got a lot of different things we talk about on this show we talk about short-term trading swing trading option trading and you know we got a we got to figure out what's best for our audience at certain times as far as long-term versus short-term investing. But, you know, it's a bull market, you know, and a, a lot of people are benefiting from the bull market. And it's not a bull market everywhere, though. See, that's where I disagree. That's the one thing I disagree on. There's stocks that haven't moved at all, dudes. Like, the, you, like I disagree. I think there's individual stocks, individual fundamental plays. Yes, the market is up a lot, but I'm saying to you, there's individual plays that will do well in a bull and a bear market if it's, if it's a way undervalued play. Like that, that's, that's what I personally believe. Like Crocs, for example, if the, if the market falls 20%, 10%, Crocs is going to get killed. But there's certain positions that if the cash value of the PE ratio is trading below, like there's opportunities in the market. Are they, are they plentiful? No. Like I don't have picks like Upwork as often as maybe a Chris does, but I, but like there's, there, there, I think the, the, the Upwork position is a rare one for me. It's one every six months, maybe at the, at the most. That's that what I would say to you. Like, that's why I think it was so differently, Joel. I just want to add, this is all topic, but I just want to add something as we wrap up here. Uh, Biogen is halted. David Faber just yeah. said that Biogen could be halted for much of the day. Reminder, the FDA ADCOM meeting is today, so they're going, to be, they're going to be talking about their Alzheimer's drug throughout the day. So keep a very close eye on Biogen throughout the day. It's halted, like I said, and it could be halted. Because of Alzheimer's drug, you said? Yes, yes. So And, and we got the good news about that a couple of days ago, but there is a good chance there will be more news today. Alzheimer's is one of the worst things in the world, I think. Yes, exactly. We can all agree on that. And again, they're going to be discussing the drug today. It's halted. The stock could be halted for hours. We don't really know when uh, it'll it'll come out of the halt. But just keep it close on by. Okay. And so, so that's what sort of the conversation. So yeah. if I had a choice of how to trade, me, Chris, or Chris's way, Dennis, I would choose Dennis's way all like a hundred times over. Why? Because he doesn't need to get an upward home run. He can consistently make money and a lot of money 
every month or almost every month. It's just different. It's a different style. I don't think one's better than the other. It's just different. I think it's, no, I think it's, I think it's substantially better because do you know how hard it is for me to find one of those uppers? Like if you guys said to me, Jason, what's your pick right now that you have high conviction on? I don't have a pick for you right now. I don't have a pick for you. I have a pick like in the sense I own suburban propane, but if the market goes down on suburban pro, the market goes down, suburban propane is falling. Whereas Upwork was, it was, it was, it was wrongly priced in the market. It was, when it was at $15, it was wrongly priced in the market. If, if Amazon should have bought out Upwork at $15. Like that's the way I looked at it. I look at replacement value, you know? And so, I mean, Chris got killed, Dennis, when the market took a hit. I mean, he was getting killed the last like month and he knows that he said it, but it's like, so yours is, you know how, you know how to find holes. You know how to find inefficiencies. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And that's why you'll be, you know, there'll be more stuff you'll be doing. But you're finding those inefficiencies. I mean, what you're doing is an informational inefficiency. It's just a different style. It's like inefficiency in the longer term. And I, you know, and I like it. I mean, this is why, you know, I follow you and I follow Chris and I jump in your trades because you do that. You have that informational edge because you are a customer of a lot of these companies. So, um, you know, that obviously, you know, where you spend money at Benzinga being a fintech company and being a growing financial fintech company, you know, where the money is going to and that and that helps you huge. And that's why I was like, when Jason says he's convicted on something, and he's jumping in this, I mean, I look at my portfolio, my longer term stuff. And there's a lot of Jason Rasnick picks in there. And I don't know about these companies, but I know you know about these companies. And that's why I'm comfortable kind of following you along on some of these companies that you've done your homework on. Yeah, no, and I hear that. By the way, did you know Mitch Hotch put a survey in? If you're like, oh, if you're like Jason, press one. If you're like Dennis, <laughs> I, thought, I thought it said, no, until this moment, Dennis, I was going to have a little word. I thought it said, if you like Jason, press one. If you like Dennis, press two. And so when I, <laughs> there was like a few ones. There was a one and a half. There was like two, a couple twos and all this. And I, it was, um, it was just like, if you're the trade, like it. And I, by the way, I love this debate. And again, that's a good debate. Again, I, just to be clear, I say things to like bigger, don't mortgage your house for anything, any single stock trade in, in the world. I say to you, and Dennis agrees too, whenever Dennis and I have a big trade, like that's a profitable, we wish we had more money in. So oh, yes, yeah, for sure. Like my, my Upwork, I didn't, I didn't make, you know, like Uber dollars on it. I'm saying to you, I wish I mortgaged my house because this, I bought it at 15, it's at 28. So if I merged my house, I could have put $300,000 in the stock, let's say. And I would have made a lot of money. Yes, I wish I did that. Would I ever mortgage my house to do that? Never in a million years. Because as I said, there's a million reasons why my upward could have gone wrong. Even though I had the fundamental thesis right. But here's the thing that sucks about the whole market. You could be right a hundred times. It just takes that one time, that one thing to go wrong. Like there's no, there's no reason why my portfolio is still 40% or 30% Tesla. I know I have to trim that and, it, and it's, I'm doing it wrong. That's why Dennis and Joel finally convinced me to buy some puts and protection. I did it. But like, there's no reason to mortgage your house for any stock pick. I mean, if, you know, that, that just, that's just stupidity. Yes. In the in benefit of hindsight, of course, it's like when you're playing blackjack, would you, you know, you bet a thousand dollars in this hand. If you knew you got a blackjack, yeah, you'd bet a thousand dollars. You don't have that. So I try to take positions. I don't try to go above 20% of my position, but getting base hits on a consistent basis is what Dennis will teach you in a consistent thing. And that's what the show shows about. Um, but you know, that's yeah. it. Moving, just, it comes down to knowing your strengths, right? It, it that's down it. To- Everybody, all strategies are, di- are for different people. You have to be able to sleep at night, right? That's the bottom. Yeah. You gotta- that's a big thing too. Is that's the thing with me is I can't sleep when I'm all in on something. I just what get I- a little heavy in something. And I'm like, I'm nervous about it. So I shouldn't be. 
you know, I'm so risk adverse. It's probably a flaw in me. You know, you're probably hey. better to be in the middle of me and Jason, where you know, I'm probably too risk adverse. So that's where Joel is. That's so Joel, Joel just sits there perfectly. Joel's in the that's middle. Joel. Joel's in the middle. Joel's in the perfect seat. Okay, before, you, before, you, before you guys kick me off, yeah. great show. We don't kick you off. Well, no, but it's like nine. It's like past it's the nine, yeah, it's nine, oh, They're kicking nine, us all 30 off. <laughs> we're all getting kicked off. Wait, so we're all getting kicked off. But great, guys, like me and Dennis, I think, love each other. So don't think we're like brawling. Like it was just, uh, you know, difference of how we do the th- things. And and do I wish my account was, you know, in the millions and you twenty one from three million to twenty million? Yeah, I mean, it's fun to go up like seven percent a year. But there's a lot more risk that when the market when when the thing is, we all look like superstars when the market goes up, and that's what Dennis is saying too. Like that's I'm just referring to when you have these high conviction things and it's undervalued. But you guys know that I already said. It. Okay, Rajinator, uh, Chris and I are. I'm just responding to a guy in the chat. Chris and I's picks are not always the same. He didn't do Upwork Fiber and a bunch of other ones, but um, you know they're 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 trend plays, they're informational advantage plays. I, I do agree with that. Then w- one more thing, um, like like and subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications. The morning show is awesome. Luke and I do a show at twelve ten uh, where we like talk some stuff and um, you know turn you know subscribe to the channel. And then if any of you guys have a Fidelity account, this is my last call for this. If you send a, it's my last call for Fidelity because. It's, I can't go into details, but if you guys send an email to Fidelity, say we want Benzinga news on Fidelity, and you send me a screenshot at jason at benzinga.com. I know if you already said it, if you already got a t shirt, then tell me and I'll say we'll send you new swag. We just ordered this new swag thing. Dennis and Joel and Spencer will be getting a new surprise, which you're going to like. Nice. If you have an account, it's a cool one. I, uh, someone sent me the thing with uh, where it says my picture, and this is a volatile puppy. I, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's it, but it, that, that does exist. Um, <laughs> I don't right. know what that one is. That one's hilarious. Yeah. I don't really know where you buy our swag now. They, they, I told them to put it on Amazon. You know, Jim Smith, you never got your T-shirt? Send me an email. We just sent out a whole new shipment this week, and we'll do it again. So hit the like and uh, subscribe button. Jay, uh, yeah, short David Einhorn stock. Yeah, if you did David Einhorn stuff the last four years, you, you've lost a lot of money. That that is a hundred percent true. J- Jason, I've been thinking about really well on Lehman Brothers. You didn't put it on Lehman Brothers. <laughs> Dennis, I was there in the room. That was at the Valley Investing Congress when he did the whole Lehman pitch, and he cried on the thing like fake cried, and I didn't do it, but he like gave that whole Lehman pitch, man. And I was in the room. Do you know I knocked out David Einhorn out of a poker tournament, Dennis? <laughs> he no, told this no, story no, like a hundred times. <laughs> I actually, I think I did hear the story. Yes. But it's good. It's good. <laughs> He's told the story a lot. And Dennis, he called. He called me an inappropriate word because the hand before <laughs> I pocket tens, and I didn't want to knock him out because I I played in the tournament just to meet him. Like I literally played in this tournament. Like I don't play poker, but I I like, studied just to meet David, and so we were at the same table. And I had I knew I had him in the hand, and I didn't. I folded it, and I showed it to me after. And he goes, "You can't do that. You got to play for real." And he called me the p word. And um and so whatever. He's, he's, <laughs> all right, it's almost the open. We're getting off here. Everyone, is, yeah. yeah, it's been a very <laughs> interesting show. We'll say that much. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, you you get sticking with us, right? <laughs> I got it straight. Actually, four minutes. This is gonna cost me some money. This show. I'll tell you. Right. I know. I know. I believe it, Jason. Love you. It was Dennis, a fun. It was a fun Dennis, debate. When we start like the premium stuff, maybe one day or one week, you teach me how you do your like some I, of your stuff. I think so. Because I, again, like I want to say, I would prefer to be able to do what you do versus what I do. Because actually, I think- what you do is easier. I feel like I work too many hours. Like you are, you're running a whole company. You're still making the money on the side. Like Jason works nonstop. He's his full day job is Benzinga. 
And then he's making all the stock market money on the he's side. No, I, I only got, work on the stock market, so he's doing it right. He's well, doing a lot. He works hard. He works hard. Nobody works harder than Jace. You guys know I didn't go home last night. I've been at the office for eight, uh, 20 hours straight. I, I believe it. I know how where you work. You got, where he's you a workforce. I left for six hours to go, four hours. I went to a hotel across the street called The Element, and I'm going back in. I'm in Detroit. I never went home. All right. Fantastic. All right, everyone, have a good rest of your day. We'll talk to you later in the day. As Jace mentioned, there's the midday show. There's the afternoon show with Dennis, uh, with Joel and myself. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck. And uh, New t-shirt, trade uh, like Joel. That's the new shirt. It's not trade like Dennis. Not trade Buy and like hold. Buy and hold. Buy right. and hold. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.